Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast, a podcast for women who want to rewild and reconnect with the soul of life. This podcast is a pure blend of sacred and science, where we tap into rhythm and the truth of our inner and outer worlds, to live in deep coherence with your body, mind, and soul so that you feel vibrant, aligned, and alive from the inside out. Reclaiming aspects of yourself that have been lost along the way taking you into a deep dive into vitality, balance, and connection with your true self. The you that exists beyond the roles, the money, and even the beautiful bones and body that you live in. Thanks for joining me on the journey. My name is Julie, and I am your resident soul midwife. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if you're new here. Today, I want to talk about rewilding. I use this term a lot, and... A lot of people don't know what it means or what I mean by it because if you actually Google rewilding, you'll see a whole lot of people using this world in a lot of different ways. And so I'm going to be recording this podcast and probably a few more to kind of dive deeper into this idea of rewilding. So today I want to speak about balance. So when we're in balance with nature, with its rhythms, even with the breath, and we're paying attention to that, then we're at our most optimum possibility for health and wellness. From a body aspect, from a mind aspect, and really from a soul aspect. And to me, this is rewilding. Rewilding is really, and maybe I should have started off with this, it's just coming back into homeostasis. It's coming back into balance and it's reconnecting with the soul of life. And by that, I'm not talking about it in a, somebody recently said to me, so is what you do very spiritual? And I suppose you could throw that word on it. To me, it's just like the essence of life. Like I'm just speaking about the essence of life. So the soul of life to me is the essence of life. And this has been studied through science, right? science has proven all sorts of things that well obviously i guess really spiritual people or spiritual teachings have taught for centuries so this isn't i guess what i'm saying is a lot of people get hung up on words and the kind of instant reaction that comes with those words like spirituality or this or that and then you think of a person or a time or uh, even like the way the media portrays spiritual people or like midwives i often laugh whenever i see like a midwife in a movie or even birth portrayed in the movie we see it in this way that it really isn't right and midwives are like these crunchy granola people who like are, don't have their feet on the ground and i mean i kind of feel like to be a midwife you have to be a pretty rooted person or at least to be what i would call a good midwife so so rewilding is really connecting to the soul of life the balance of life it is, to me, a pure blend of sacred and science. It's tapping into the rhythm and the truth of our inner and our outer worlds. And, and learning about them, exploring. Because we've gotten so far away from the knowledge or the innate, um, the innate capacity to abide by the laws of nature. And I'll tell you what this in a minute. I'm going to talk about sunrise. And, and as a very great example of abiding by the 
inherent laws of nature. We've gotten so far away from it as we've found ourselves living in boxes, living out away from nature, and really even the idea of like conquering nature. If you even look back at um, the way the United States came to be and when people came here, it was really about, or even our constitution, it's like there's us and then there's nature and, and we are separate. There's a separation, a fragmentation of humanity in relation to nature that we have control of and power over. And so nowadays we're feeling the implications, we're feeling the disease, the lack of balance between being living with the natural rhythm of life and what balance that actually creates inside of our bodies in terms of like our circadian rhythm, in terms of all sorts of different things. And so now we're feeling the like the implications of that, right? We're, we're feeling the sleep issues. We're feeling the hormonal issues. We're feeling the lack of libido, the lack of vitality in life, right? We're feeling that. And so what we try to do is like, then we're like, oh, it's the light. It's the, it's the, the, the blue light, this blue light that we've introduced, which really you can even find that in, you know, like the lights that you turn on in the evening. And so we're going to, and now, of course, obviously there's all these devices with the blue light. So we're going to block out the blue light, right? Because we're still in that control mindset rather than like, oh, what is blue light? Oh, blue light is actually part of the, the spectrum of light that's present on earth and there's also red light and so for red light we think of as good and it reduces inflammation so we're going to go get red light therapy and we're going to biohack our way and so what i'm inviting you in this idea of rewilding is all of this stuff is already available to us in that natural rhythm in the natural blueprint of life in the soul essence of life and that when we come in deeper contact with it, we find a deeper health and wellness inside of our body, mind, and soul. We, we come and find a deeper truth of our inner and our outer worlds. There's an alignment in them. And not in this like airy-fairy, um, I don't know, there's so much crap out there nowadays I really that I don't feel like like people hear the words and and maybe this has actually been me at some point so I'll call myself out that I'll hear the words and I'll read the books but I don't fully get it in my body and maybe it's just age as you get older and you become an elder you shift into this I don't know that that's true or not but I know that I have and that I definitely feel this knowing is now a knowing that's in the body the embodiment of it Right? And so it's, it's a deeper connection and a, and a more return to whole. And my journey to that deeper connection and return to whole has been obviously nervous system stuff. I talk a lot about nervous system, nervous system regulation, a lot of unpacking of uh, habit patterns. But more than anything, it's been really just a realignment with the natural law. And when I'm in that alignment with all natural law, then things just, then the rewilding takes hold. And the soul of life, the essence of life, the river of life, I've, I've called it before, you begin to live from a new center of gravity. <laughs> that's, that's the best way I can put it. You live from a new center of gravity that aligns you deeper with your true self. 
And so obviously, if, if you're not new here, you've heard me talk a lot about hormones. That's kind of one of the bridges as a, as a midwife, right? As a birth midwife, now a soul midwife. I often use the, the entry point as hormones. To me, hormones, especially sex hormones, are an expression of our vitality in life. It's literally how much energy and vitalness do we feel in life for life. So it's very rare that you'll find a person who's um, very mentally foggy or can has a really hard time getting up in the morning. Like you, it's very rare that you're gonna find their like hormones in balance and alignment, right? So is it because their hormones aren't in balance and alignment that that's why they feel mentally foggy? That's what most of us would say, right? I, I have a hormonal imbalance, that means I'm mentally foggy, that means this and that. And so my explanation of the re- rewilding is it's that and something more. That the hormones don't just control us, but that we also have a symbiotic relationship with them. And our actions or lack of actions, because most of the time we don't really know. Like I didn't know a lot of the things that I'm going to share with you today. You know, maybe 10 years ago, I didn't know about this stuff. It was part of my journey to probably a necessary journey, you know, of recovering from my own adrenal fatigue, of covering from my own hormonal stuff and my own just lack of vitality and depression, to be super honest, that has led me on this journey to deepen in with the soul of life, right? Through the lens of wanting to feel more balanced because the knowing that our natural state as mammals is homeostasis. Like that is what we are born for. And so we're not actually meant to be out of balance. Like our body wants us to be out of balance. It's just that we often get stuck in a loop, stuck in a pattern, and we don't know how to get unstuck. And so most docs, and no dig on docs, like there's a time and place for all of these things, but most docs will give you a a fix, right? A a pill or something that doesn't actually, it creates an artificial balance. And, And I guess what I'm offering is that this idea of rewilding, although may sometimes be a longer journey, will also get us back into this place of homeostasis because that is what we're designed to be and it is a way that we can by healing that relationship and coming back into homeostasis in each of our own bodies is a way of healing the earth so you can call me really crunchy and granola if you want to but like to me it's just like fact like screw those labels like it's just fact we all know that our earth is quite out of balance and it's not that the earth has done it to itself right it's the way that we live in relationship with the earth that has caused such an imbalance to occur the earth doesn't give a crap i don't think or maybe does maybe actually the earth doesn't give a crap if we're here or not but the earth is going to be here long after we are No matter if there is some sort of an event that happens that shakes humans off of the face of this earth, the earth isn't going anywhere, right? And so it's up to us to live more in balance with the earth. And that generally means rewilding. And the cool thing about rewilding is living in deeper balance with your own self, knowing about the actual balance, what those those things actually are. 
how our bodies actually work. To me, you could go, you could say it's really scientific and biological and kind of boring, but to me it's fascinating. And it expands that fascination and curiosity into so much more than just biology, just chemistry, just physics. It expands it into that soul, right? That wellspring of life, that wellspring of medicine for your body and your soul. So what are some of the ways that we can, on like a biology level, because I'm going to do two more podcasts, so stay tuned if you're enjoying this. I'm going to do one more on like the emotional and then another um, podcast on rewilding. And saying that as I'm breaking it down, I'm just doing that mostly so this isn't like a 20-hour podcast for everyone, so that it's a bite more bite-sized because in the end it's all connected right? It's all connected. So the mind and the body and the spirit, they're not mind. This is this category, body. This is this category, spirit. It's all connected. So what you do to one, you're doing to all. The experience of one is the experience of all, right? And so that map that is available, that inherent natural map that is available to all of us is just something that we've gotten away from. Example is sunrise. I talk a lot about sunrise. I talk about a lot about light, so it doesn't have to just be sunrise, although I'm going to talk about specifically sunrise today. Um, I have some podcasts coming just on like blue light in general and some tips for blue light and red light. But sunrise in particular is literally our bodies going through an alchemical process to awaken because of the sun's light that comes into our eyes in like the most simplest terms that is what happens and so for most of human history and even now most of humans that are you know not so much in the western world they get out and they rise with the sun there's something beautiful about rising with the sun on like a deeper level obviously like like there's religions, this is a practice they have, many religions over the course of history. But from a biochemical level, our bodies literally take that electromagnetic energy that from the photon packets that are coming at our eyes from the sunlight, and they convert it into chemical energy through our eyes and our skin. We take on those photons of light and we convert it into chemical energy to run our body. We awaken our body. What actually, like if you want to get more nitty-gritty, what's actually happening is that the photoreceptors in our eye, which are mostly made up of DHA, which is why like fish, eating fish and sardines and stuff is amazing, or taking your DHA if that's what you want to do, or that feels best to you. So the photoreceptors in our eyes that are made up of DHA allows for that conversion of the energy from the photons, photons are little packets of light, basically, to electricity to be transmitted to our brain. Also in our eye, there's something behind, uh, in our eyes from the retina, this electricity is transmitted to the supra-isiomatic nucleus that lives in our hypothalamus. Big long word, basically what it does is it converts everything the light that you do take in or don't take in into circadian rhythm. It runs your body's rhythm. 
It's connected to your optic nerve. It helps regulate the melatonin. We all know melatonin helps you go to sleep. So when you wake up in the morning, you see the light. That melatonin is turned off. And instead, cortisol is turned on. Cortisol, we all think of it as a stress hormone. It's actually a really good thing in the morning. Cortisol gets us to get our bums out of bed and get us moving. You want to have higher levels of cortisol in the morning. That's what we're designed to have. And then they kind of slow down throughout the day. The cortisol drops throughout the day. Around three o'clock, there's a big dip, which is why a lot of us feel quite tired around three o'clock. And what do we do? We have to go. So we take the coffee or do the thing. Rather than having a rest, it's nature's way of asking for a natural pause before we go on with the last part of our day where the day begins to slow down. So the light that you take in your eyes from the sunrise does so many things. But one is it regulates the melatonin. It also makes dopamine. It makes norepinephrine. It makes histamine. Histamine is um, kind of like your body's natural. Like if you have too much histamine, you it's like you have allergies and reactions, right, to things. You can also have really messed up menstrual cycles if you have a lot of histamine inside of you. But a balance of histamine is really good, right? Norepinephrine is really good for your body. Dopamine, really great for your body. It also helps you make testosterone if you're, well, male or female, but testosterone peaks in the morning and it's turned on with the availability of sunlight. It's why men like to have sex in the morning, or most men. They They should have the most testosterone in the morning time. It is this beautiful design system that we as humans like to fight against. If we fight against it and lots of the other systems for a while, we get really, really, we get to that place where we don't feel like getting up in the morning. Feeling like getting up in the morning is like, I've been there. Mental fog, exhaustion, just extreme exhaustion. Like you wake up and you're like in lack mood constantly. You're like, oh, I need more sleep. I need more sleep. It's like the first thing that comes in your your brain, right? I need more sleep. That was not enough is the first thing you think. And so seeing the sun rise, getting sunlight during the day, and then seeing the sunset is a beautiful way of resetting your body's circadian rhythm. And with that little teeny shift, that little quantum shift, it creates massive ripples of change in your body. Massive shifts in your whole system. Just from getting up within the first hour of sunlight and actually going outside. You don't even have to see the sunrise. You can just, the light is there whether you see it or not. When there's a cloudy day, it's still day. There's still light present. Right? The light is still there whether or not you live in a neighborhood and you can't see the physical sunrise. It's there. It's there if there's clouds. You do need to take off your... Um, you can't be inside. You can't be behind the, the glass because the glass has actually been produced to keep those rays of sunlight out. Um, you can't be behind glasses. So if you're driving your kids to school, one thing I used to do is just have my window down so the sun could... the, the rays of light could hit me in the morning, just like 10 minutes a day, getting out there creates this massive, massive shift. That is rewilding. It's like doing those little, little things for you to tap into the essence. And from like a bigger standpoint, the 
the intense connection that I personally feel not every day (laughs) when I go out and watch the sunrise of like I, I literally this morning was sitting out there and was thinking like I am literally spinning on this giant rock in the sky at a rapid speed even though I can't feel it and I'm turning and spinning so that the sun can now hit this part of the earth and awaken us and that there's all these other billions of people on this earth that are also experiencing the sunrise and possibly even the sunset at the same time I'm experiencing the sunrise and just like the connection and like how the the birds began to sing when the sun was rising and the the donkey next door started to do its donkey thing and the deer always come up around me right around sunrise and it is literally awaking not only us as humans and our biochemical system it's literally orchestrating our internal systems but it's also feeding life it's feeding the trees around us their photosynthesis which are in turn feeding us the oxygen just this beautiful way of the interconnection of all being and witnessing that interconnection because there's a still point in the day. There's very few people up at that time of the day. There's less noise. There's less, well, for me, there's there's no pressure to be somewhere or do something. It's just like a still point in the day, which probably would lead me into the next thing of just like go and pause. Like that is also an natural rhythm that's part of that inherent natural soul essence of life is that there is time for go and there's time for a pause there's time for day and there's time for night there's time for summer and there's time for winter and we do a whole lot of the going and not a lot of the pausing in fact we think and I've talked about this so many times but if you're new to me I just don't think I could actually say it enough the pausing used to be is a time that we think is like wasted like wasted time when you sit and you do nothing when you pause it's wasted time and I want to say that in the pause so much can happen so much can be revealed so much can be recalibrated re-nourished there is so much even in the winter there's so much happening under the ground there's so much microorganisms rearranging and regenerating and all of these things and like for for women we have this naturally built into us once a month if you're menstruating this is a thing you do you pause it's an invitation to naturally pause in terms of the seasons it's a natural turn to pause but we just ignore it don't have space for it in the society which is one of the things that again leads us out of that balance as a society it's going to show up in our bodies and it's going to show up in the earth it's all connected so rewilding is realigning your life living life from a new center of gravity that honors those pauses that begins to it's not an instantaneous like i'm going to honor the pauses and right it's it's just a simple choice in those moments of like I'm not going to fill my whole day I'm not going to push through the three o'clock slump I'm just going to take three breaths I'm just going to pause for a moment and take three breaths and like come back here into my body breath is another one breath is another way of 
rewilding, consciously breathing throughout the day provides you with a deeper connection to the giving and receiving a life, like the giving from us, we receive the oxygen and we give the carbon dioxide in terms of chemicals, right? But we also receive life and we give life back. That is what we're doing. Partly one of the many trillions of things we're doing when we're breathing. We are sourcing our vitality through our breath, right? From a biochemical level and a much deeper level. And when we stop and pause and take deeper breaths and actually intentionally breathe, then we have now a greater connection to actually the possibility of a greater connection to be born because you're not always going to feel it. I don't always stop and take three deep breaths and feel this deep, profound connection to all life force. That's not my reality. Sometimes I do. And the more I've done it for the decades, the greater the possibility that the pause creates that space. Either way, it's still just living in deeper alignment. Your body needs oxygen. It does. It needs oxygen. <laughs> like your cells need oxygen. Everything needs oxygen. And when we're in go, go, go mode, we tend to breathe very shallowly. And we don't provide near amount as much of oxygen as possible for us to breathe, right? What about just being out in nature? Like just putting your feet on the earth. That is something that's so simple to do. Bare feet on the ground for two to three minutes. What it's actually doing is pulling electrons, which are little packets of electricity, but also information, right, from the earth that goes, they're invisible. Obviously, we don't all see the electrons in the air inside of our body. It pulls it up from the earth, it goes into our body, and it basically is converted into chemical energy. It, it powers our mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cell. It's why when you go out and put your feet on the earth, when you ground, quote unquote grounding, you're literally energizing yourself. You're balancing your energy field. Because we need to be more negatively charged than positively charged. We need more electrons in our electromagnetic field as humans than we do protons. So it's pulling the electrons from the earth. It's rebalancing your field. It's grounding. And so you can call all this stuff hippy-dippy, airy-fairy, but like there's tons of bio biology, science, physics behind it. And to me, the bridge between the science and the sacred is the experience. So it's one thing to be like, wow, I never knew that about the grounding. I never knew that that like literally is biochemically shifting my body. I'm going to go out there and put my feet on the earth. But now you're out there on the earth and something in that pause begins to stir in your soul. And you can hear the birds and you can hear everything like louder and more vibrant. And you feel more vibrancy, more alive the more you do this sort of thing. It's not, and maybe it starts out as a, like a check on your to-do list for the day. Gotta keep myself healthy, gotta work out, gotta do this, gotta that. For me, maybe actually some of the stuff started as that, but it just shifts into like a greater, pause. 
possibility with the moments that are created by just living in deeper, by rewilding and living in deeper alignment with what is actually naturally here and who we actually naturally are as these human biochemical beings and what this earth is from that standpoint. And when we align with that and we align with the, the possibility of deeper slowness and deeper moments, it opens up even the possibility of that spirit to come in in whatever way it looks for you, right? So, and it just heal, it also heals the earth because when we slow down and when we connect with the earth, we think about our interaction with the earth in a different place. We, we don't, we allow ourselves to step into the truth of us more so that we don't have and fill ourselves more so there's not so much of a hole inside of us that we want to consume from. And when we don't consume as much or consume in a very different way, then, you know, there's not as many boxes from Amazon and plastic and all of the things. And it opens up possibilities of imagination and creation for those of us that are meant for that imagination and creation of cleaning up some of the messes that we've made or uh, just experiencing life in a new way. Those things come from pauses. They don't come from doing and going as fast as you can, right? And so rewilding is really big. Rewilding is, is learning about, perhaps, perhaps that is the excitement, is the learning, like, holy cow, I didn't know that about this thing in my body and what I kind of knew, but I didn't really know. And like, that makes so much sense because I don't have much progesterone or I have very little testosterone or I have a really hard time sleeping and and it inspires you to want to try this thing and the experience and brings you deeper into it. And so I think I'm going to end there, but I do want to say that I am running a program called The Shift. It is a 10-day epic experience where I get on live, although it's all recorded, for 30 to 45 minutes and I share ways for you to basically rewild. I share all sorts of information, much deeper in terms of even the sunrise. And then there's micro rituals that I offer for you to experience the world from this new center of gravity. It is currently open and will be on early bird special for a few more weeks until September. And then we will begin. And it's a very short journey, but also very, very impactful and very um, magical is what many people have called it, meaning it creates a major shift of perspective. So you can head over to my website at soulmidwifejulie.com and check out the shift program. Otherwise, I will see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.